What is it, a Monday club and a Tuesday club? Uh, well, there's Monday and the Tuesday club, and then <laughs> when you text me Tuesday, there was no way I was going on Wednesday. That's fair enough. <laughs> Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Brent Pope, incredible atmosphere here in the Viva Stadium. Ireland come out on top, 19, South Africa 16. Can you sum up the game for me? Yeah, brilliant. I mean, when games like this, the atmosphere, we were going back to the last time they've had this sort of atmosphere was against New Zealand a few years ago. That showed the importance of the match, but I thought uh, Ireland were magnificent today, given that the team that started the, uh, for selection-wise wasn't the team that finished the match. But it was a kind of an old cliche. It was a game of two halves. The first half was a kind of a physical arm wrestle against South South Africa, we knew what they would bring when I say we, Ireland, would know what South Africa would bring. Second half, the game loosened up a bit. I thought uh, Irish made some really good selections, you know, albeit by injury situations, but Gibson Park came on and the game sort of flowed a bit more. And then Ireland, I suppose, you know, deserved to win at the end of the day. Two evenly matched teams, but I thought Ireland defensively were quite solid throughout the day. Yes, I think Farrell has a lot to do with that. I mean, over the last few years, that was his sort of forte when he first came in under Joe Schmidt. He was a defensive coach from Rugby League, and we saw it today, how much that's moved on. I thought Ireland in the first half up against it on their own line against the renowned physicality of a South African side. They really held their line very well. And the forwards all stood up. You know, you, couldn't, you could put a blanket over them defensively, and I thought that really stood to them the whole game. Even in the back line, they defensively. A guy like Jimmy O'Brien comes on for his first cap, you know, he looked to the man and born, didn't he? You know, first thing he had to do was get out a kick out under pressure. He did it in a relaxed sort of like he'd been there for years. And uh, I thought he had a magnificent uh, game when he came on. Yeah, to come on here at a packed out of Eva Stadium against South Africa, you know, the world champions, you know, what a debut for him. And he really did step up. Yeah, well, I think that's the, that's the, the impressive thing about today for me. It was a squad win. When you look at guys that come on, like Fidney beat him. When you look at McCloskey, who was playing really well too, who went off. I mean, it wasn't a disjointed performance. Everybody seemed to sort of file seamlessly into the task what Ireland recruited for them. And that's what you need looking forward to the next World Cup. You need players to be able to come in at any stage in the game. Like O'Brien was playing out of position, essentially. I mean, I don't know when the last time he played centre for a protracted period of time. But, I mean, players shifted around and they just seemed to be able to fit into the way that Ireland were playing the game. Ireland always looked the more creative side, I'd have to say. I don't think South Africa brought much in the way of back play, but they brought this physicality we know they could bring. So that's still a... That's still an ask for the next World Cup because they'll get better in that regard. But, I mean, the way that Ireland stood up, was say, defensive in the first half and then kind of increased that creativity in the second half, you know, was, was, was brilliant. Yeah, they were definitely trying to find their flow in that first half. You could see what they were trying to do. They were trying to get the passes out wide to the wings to hit Mack Hansen. It wasn't fully paying off, but then eventually it did in that second half. And what a try by Mack Hansen. Yeah, absolutely. A team try, wasn't it? I mean, all, all started with, I think, Caelan Doris flicked the ball back in his athleticism. I thought he was another one that had a, had a magnificent game. Uh, but, yeah, you could see what Ireland were trying to do in the first half, and they were trying to get the ball out wide because that's where the space was against South Africa. That's always where the space is against South Africa. But uh, and it just didn't come off at time. But it was only inches, you know. You could see what they were trying to do. Johnny Sexton get the ball, miss passes or whatever to get it out to the likes of Hanson and Balakoon. Uh, and that they managed to, to do that in the second half. And that try by Hanson was a team try from what half from the halfway line. And I mean, I think that would have been the greatest moment in the match because it was a it was a team created sort of a try created. The team went through five or six pairs of hands. Thought they were a bit fortunate. Maybe there was a forward pass in there somewhere. But look, 
you know, I mean, it's still a well-deserved try and, and well taken. Hanson was another one that had a great game. You know, carried on from his form from New Zealand. Balakoon, I thought, stood up well in the aerial take, made a couple of spot tackles. So all the players played well, you know. Yeah, when we're losing players, you know, it's, it's brilliant to see the bench coming on. The likes of Jameson Gibson Park, I know he's normally a regular starter, but he's just coming back at the moment. But I thought he made such an impact when he came on and he actually had a lot to say with that try too. Yeah, he did. And I mean, you know, if Conor Murray didn't come off, unfortunately for his 100 match, if he didn't come off with injury, you would have said that was an inspired selection because Murray brought that physicality in the first half. And then when the game opened up a bit more, Gibson Park was able to sort of, that was his game. So in a sense, it was a kind of a, an inspired selection uh, if it was I, I think it was for injury so you know they might not have taken Conor Murray off otherwise in his 100th match but I mean it turned out to be inspired and you know Gibson Park gave him more freedom I think Jimmy O'Brien you know McCluskey did so well in the in the first but when he was on in that physical game and then Jimmy O'Brien came over and brought the creativity to it so you know in those regards all the selections came on at the right time and made a difference and I mean that's part of being a squad and that's where Ireland have got to now because previously in other years you might have said okay when you're dipping below the top team Ireland would run into a bit of trouble but we saw today as I said it was a squad effort we saw that's what you need in a World Cup because you never know in any game in any week when you're going to lose key players and they lost them before this match Robbie Henshaw had to pull out McCuskey come in he's been informed then he had to go out Jimmy O'Brien came in Gibson Park came in Finlay Beedham came in all these players came in and performed really well so it was a whole squad win and that that's the thing that'll mean the most to the Irish selection panel will be that everybody performed and everybody did their duties to a man and they won the match. Another replacement was Joey Kirby came on for Johnny Sexton late late into the game. We thought it was probably going to happen earlier because we did. We were speaking to each other during the game and Johnny Sexton looked to be struggling at times. I think it was maybe a groin injury. But um, yeah, Joey came on in the end. He didn't get a lot of time. And that's something they've got to look at, to be honest. We all know how, how important Johnny Sexton is to this year's Six Nations and also to the World Cup campaign. Uh, but I think players need more game time. And I mean, Joey Kirby must sit there and think, you know, Johnny's not going to come off. You know, you can see it in his face. Johnny doesn't want to come off. He wants to finish every game, as every captain does. But I think we certainly need a bit more game time in pressurised situations like this for Joey Carberry to decide who the kind of backup number 10 is really going to be to the World Cup. So that, that will come against Fiji, although I watched Fiji this morning and they'll be in for a physical battle uh, for at least 40 or 50 minutes of that match. But, I mean, I think that's when those players that performed well the other night for the Island A and the fringe players should be given a run out because if not when you know they're not going to get it in the in the Six Nations yes they'll go back to Leinster and Munster and Ulster and Connacht and get the games there but there's nothing like having international matches as preparation because let's face it you know we've got to look forward to the World Cup now that's the next big agenda for Ireland yes I'd love to win the Six Nations but they've won that before have they ever won a World Cup? Have they even gone past the, the, the semi-final? No. So that's their goal, and it's Johnny Sexton's goal. He's going to retire after that. Ireland are the number one ranked side at the moment. They proved that today. Uh, they'd be looking and saying, if South Africa can go and go and win a World Cup or a couple of World Cups, then so can we. So that's what Ireland are looking to now. Yeah, this is it. They're world champions. You know, yeah. this effectively is a dress rehearsal. They have them in Pool B in France in yeah. 2023. You know, does this tell us a lot? 
Yeah, well, I mean, Andy Farrell did say that teams will lose a lot, as, learn as much from a loss today uh, as they would for a win, and I think that's probably the case because you've got to ask yourself, do you want to show your full hand before the World Cup or do you not? And I don't think Ireland showed their full hand today because I think that was due to a lack of preparation. I mean, Hugo Keenan hasn't had much game time. You know, if, if James Lowe was, was fully fit, uh, Keith Earls were fully fit. So Ireland have a lot more options to come back in them to do that. And that was, that was the thing that impressed me most today about those players, those fringe players otherwise, like Bella Coon and Jimmy O'Brien, these guys, they really stood up. So that will be the most that Farrell will take out of this, is that those players that he's looking to pencil in for a World Cup, they really stood up and cemented their, their, their position. I think players like Jimmy O'Brien in particular, they really underline today what they can add to a World Cup squad. I mean, we all know what the other players... Got. You could pick your Irish 15 now pretty much if it was a World Cup final tomorrow and everybody was fit. But it's those other players that need to make up the World Cup squad that you've got to look at now. And he's probably got four or five players still in the mix uh, so he's got to have a look at those in the next uh, few weeks because, as I say, they won't get much of a chance in the Six Nations. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if, that, if games like that are in the World Cup, bring it on because Ireland's reward for either topping their group or coming second is a game against France or the All Blacks. So, you know, it's, it's a tough group to get out of and it's a tough group even from the quarterfinals. So, but Ireland are the, are the uh, number, rank, number one ranked side in the world. And, I mean... You know, since I've been over here, you know, I know we they had it in 2019, but I mean, my God, how far Irish rugby has come in those years. You know, to be the number one ranked rugby side in the world, and rugby's not even your, your main sport. No, I thought it was a brilliant performance today. I thought it was absolutely electric here. You know, I was thinking back to when have I felt an atmosphere yeah. like this in the Viva, and I think maybe the All Blacks yeah. last year was probably a similar vibe, but, uh, you know, edge of the seat stuff, and that's what we want. That's a bit of greed too, isn't it? I mean, that you know, for us to be sitting there thinking, when was the last time Ireland lost a match? You try to create... All, all rugby unions around the world, all countries try to create a fortress at home first, and Ireland have done that. When you've got to go searching back, you, you're Indian, and I still couldn't find it. So maybe somebody in there can bring it. I think it was probably France a couple of years ago, yeah. but... You know, they've created a fortress here and they just don't want, to, they don't want to lose. Then to go away to New Zealand, I was at those matches, to win away in New Zealand. Wow, you know, what a year it's been for Irish rugby. And I mean, if they can just take that to the next level at a World Cup, because that's often like a team being judged, it's the Olympics, it's the Olympics of rugby. And you can have all the world titles as an athlete that you like, but what you want is the Olympic gold. So what Ireland really, I don't want to be talking up the World Cup far too early because people turn around and say, oh, let's get through the Six Nations first. But the Six Nations is another thing. I mean, again, do you want to show your hand then, then go into the World Cup? But I think Ireland have got to think, OK, you know, they do the respect. They're probably going to go into the World Cup. You know, well, they're definitely going to go into the World Cup as one of the favourites. Uh, it's just whether they can get over a kind of a wounded New Zealand or, or a wounded France at the quarterfinal stage. Because I think, you know, not taking anything away from Scotland, but you'd have to presume that Ireland and South Africa will get out of their group. And I say then it's who they play. But I mean, you know, next game's first, as all coaches would say, you know, worry about Fiji next. But I'd like to see wholesale changes for Fiji. I think some of those players got pretty bruised and battered there today, so they've got to have a bit of recovery period time. 
I think uh, McCluskey's and that's injuries and Conor Murray looked like they were quite badly injured uh, so they'll obviously be left out but it's a chance to bring in some of those players from the, the A match the other night who will be smarting a bit about their defeat from New Zealand so give them another chance to get back on the horse and uh, then look to Australia for a, a, a clean sweep you know and some impressive performances today. Josh van der Fleer, he picked up the man of the match. Dan Sheehan, I thought he was exceptional again. Yes, I think, you know, I've said it when I was going out to New Zealand. I did a bit of uh, media stuff out there and I said, I said, have a look at this kid. I said, I think he's he's probably the best hook in the world. And I stand by that. I, I, I think he really is. I mean, he's got physique, he's got speed. He nearly scored that try then, but, you know, and I mean, he just works for 80 minutes. I mean, who, what hookers in the world have so much energy at the start of the match, at the end of the match? I mean, I think he's world class. Josh trained a fair. Well, look, he's just a, like one of those Duracell bunnies, isn't he? Just take the batteries out and he stops. He just runs around all day. I thought there could have been a number of players that, that could have got the man of the match. I mean, you could have given it to any of the Fords. I that Caelan Doris had another great game. You know, not as probably loose as he would have liked, uh, but he was magnificent at parts. Uh, you know, Peter Armani at line-out time was great. James Ryan was great. You know, they all they all stood up. You know, uh, Furlong in the, in the pack, Sheehan, like... You know, you couldn't single out. I mean, that would be the hardest decision they would ever to make. I mean, who do we give the player of the day to? And I think they probably gave it to Josh because he worked like he always does and he got the try. But, I mean, you know, could have gone to Mac Hansen. I thought it was very busy. You know, could have gone to, 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 to Johnny Sexton, although he, he pulled up a bit short in the second half and he probably should have come off the field. You know, if it was a World Cup, he would have come off the field. But uh, still, look, just take what it is. I say the atmosphere was back. The crowd was singing Fields of Athenry from about half-time on. There was no Mexican waves. Everybody was staying around to, to congratulate the players after the thing. So, rugby is back. Well, not even left, really. I mean, you know, but, but rugby is back as far as the atmosphere because and the other matches you had people complain and say ah there wasn't as much atmosphere and it's a bit out of expectations a bit agreed people are coming here now to see Ireland go up against the world champions and saying yeah we can win this match I mean you know I won't call it I did predict it until half time it changed come on Brent tell us what your prediction was 21-17 at the start of the match now I'll have to be admit and be truthful here in front of I don't want you to call me a liar because I I did change that a bit at half time because I thought that Ireland might struggle in the second half given the number of injuries had to come on. And that just showed the strength and depth. I thought that was probably one of the most impressive things that I take away from this yeah, game. Absolutely. The strength and depth from the squad because nothing changed, you know. They, they pushed on and got the win against no, world champions. Yeah, and you're quite right. Actually. That, that'll be the thing that impresses the coaching panel the most. They say, look, OK, we've a squad of players now that if we pull one off, the other one can go on and do a job. I mean, you know, Jimmy O'Brien must have been thinking, oh, where, you gonna, you know, where am I going to go? Am I going to go on the fullback? Am I going to go on the wing or whatever like that? Suddenly he's thrust into the centre, which is usually a role in Irish rugby for a Henshaw, Henshaw Bundyarki type player, McCuskey, a big guy, you know, and he's not a big physical guy, but I mean, he slotted in there, he brought his creativity to the game. Gary Ringrose was outside him to, to sort of, inside him to feed, to feed the play, and uh, he was another player that performed really well uh, from a creative point of view. But as I said, the biggest reward today is that it was a squad performance and a squad win and even the try that they scored was a squad try you know I know Hanson had to finish it off but it started back at the halfway and started with Caelan Dice flicking the ball back in athletically went through a few of the props hands and then uh, you know scored the try so they all had a hand but you saw them you saw the way that the Irish team celebrated every small victory. Games of rugby, I don't want to, you know, even given Sundays, but they are all about inches. Yeah. And even that scrum, you saw Andrew Porter, you know, 
throwing his fists up to the air when Dan Sheehan made a tackle or something, they turned over again, throwing the fists up. There's real camaraderie and a will to win in the squad. And it goes right through the whole players that have come on. They know what they're told to do and they just do it. So, yeah, brilliant day, brilliant performance. Brilliant, Brad. Thanks so much. Cheers, thanks. Andy, uh, Paul O'Connell said that you found out about yourselves whenever you play South Africa. So, what did you find out about yourselves? A lot that we've got, um, that we've got resilience, we've got guts, character, if that's, if that's what that is as well. And, um, we wanted the test. We we, we wanted um, the the different type of test match that was a proper old-fashioned uh, slinging match, you know, that we, to see where we're at in that regard. And wow, I thought um, uh, the character of the side was was immense for all sorts of reasons. For all sorts of reasons. I mean, you start with. Um, them coming into camp and a lot of them being undone as far as Mince is concerned. Never mind it being our first game of the season, it's um, some of the lads' first game of the season and um, some of them have not played for three or four weeks and etc. You know, but they come into camp every single time and they, they get to work and they, they certainly fill me with confidence every single time that they come in and um, you know, you, you, you'd think that Hugo and uh, and Jemison have been playing for the last five or six weeks, you know, and uh, that's that's because uh, the culture, the attitude, the, the the want to get better within the side is is uh, is infectious um, day in day out, you know. So I thought we showed uh, fantastic spirit. Having said that, um, South Africa are a hell of a side, and it was a hell of a test match, and could have gone either way. So um, the character that we showed was was fitting for for the for the 12 days that we had to, had together, and you know with, with the injuries that we had, um, you know one or two before the match, and um, the the Ireland Air game uh, yesterday, it was, it, was, it was a different week, a, a, a different um, 10 days for us something that we adapted to and unbelievably proud of them of how they've uh, applied themselves um, in the first half uh, we give them a few opportunities to, to kick to the corner um, uh, regarding our discipline but I think the confidence that we that we got certainly as a forward pack with our mall defence um, stood to us uh, for the game and our set piece was was unbelievable, and on the back of that, coming out of the set piece, um, our defence was immense. So um, the backs complemented the forwards on the back of that as well. So it was a proper test match either way. If if the result had been different for us, and I still still felt felt the same way. Johnny, you've enjoyed some special occasions um, <coughs> here in Dublin, where there's beaten the reigning world champions. Um, yeah, obviously right up there. We, we spoke about it being a, a massive test for us uh, before the game, so you can't say different after it. Um, obviously, we probably didn't play our, our best rugby, but that's also a very pleasing thing because you know it shows that we maybe back in a couple of years ago we, we maybe would have crumbled or or um, not not shown the goods that we did there. So uh, yeah, it was it was very pleasing from from lots of 
lots of things like for guys coming in, like Faz said about you know coming in for the first game of the season. Lads have some lads have barely played, and and uh, but they trained really well during the week. It was a bit of a mad all week with almost 50 players knocking about. Um, so it was uh, it was unique, but they're, they're the tests that we've been putting ourselves. Well, he's been putting us under uh, in New Zealand, and now you know this week, obviously a big game next week as well, and, and then finish off with Australia. So a good start. We spoke about earlier week the World Cup is still obviously ages away, but it must give you like it'll always be in the back of your head that you've done this year to make sure you Yeah, I suppose the, the fact that they were fully stacked, um, you know, obviously missing probably Pollard who'd be their, their main ten, um, who makes a difference to them. But we, we we've seen, you know, what they what they controlled us and uh, we, we dealt with it well. We we didn't at, at other times. Um, so uh, we'll learn a lot for, for the World Cup and I'm sure they'll learn as well because um, they, they stopped as well at times. Um, well, I thought we were a pass away from from you know getting a bit bit of space on the edges a couple of times and uh, yeah we'll, we'll have to have a look at that. Well, you have to yeah, feel like Christian on the nature of oh sorry go ahead. So I was going to ask you you have to receive lengthy treatment and then see the wins when you kick for the corner are you close to coming off at that point or? Um, yeah, I just got a dead leg um, so it's just bit of fluid in it now and we'll see just hopefully you can get it drained and we're good to go then after. There's no question of you coming off that one? No, no, it's, it's just a knock. Uh, with the, the attritional nature of a game like that and you know the injury toll can be high, does a win like that prove that you have a squad to win the World Cup next year? Oh, but we're not going to get into that. Um, we're miles off it, you know. There's so many, so many things that can, different permutations that can happen along the way, and you know, I, I've no doubt that South Africa are going to get better leading into the World Cup. They're, they're pretty good at that, at uh, getting their timing right, and um, it's it's a good start to our season. As you know, I think that's that's about it, and it's nice to play them. It's certainly nice to play them after five years to to, to see uh, where. Uh, we're handling the, the different types of pressure that, that they throw at us, so that's great and it's a start to our season and we, we move on to next week. And Justin, Johnny, I'm, I'm sure a win like that, um, you know, wins bring confidence, bring momentum, um, that's a, a huge start to, the, to this year. Yeah, it's a good start to the year. Um, that's it. That's it, really. You know, it's uh, we've got to, to keep building now, keep our performances improving, and um, you know, we won a triple crown last year. But you know, we want to we want to do something in the six and eight. It's not. A, we talk about the World Cup, but it's it's a good bit away. Like we, we need to stay present and and try and keep winning. You know, it's, uh, you don't get many chances in an Irish jersey, and you want to you want to win when you're when you're in one. So um, we need to keep building. Uh, hopefully, get some bodies back over the next couple of weeks and. Uh, you know, two massive more games. Did you talk about uh, Jimmy O'Brien and how he coped and you wouldn't have anticipated playing outside centre and did pretty well? Yeah, his uh, versatility is is pretty unique. Like he's played, uh, I think he's played 10 for Leinster as well. He's, he's a He's a fantastic footballer. Um, we thought he wasn't phased, but he told us he was shitting it uh, <laughs> after after yeah. the game, uh, which was news to me because yeah. I was present. He's, he's calmness, but anyway. Um, so it was uh, look. He came on and just like took the water. He was he was just straight into it. He knew what was going on. He he knew everything. Um, he just did his role really really well. And fair play to him, like to come into it. You know, most people get their first cap, and you know, in a 
smaller smaller game or you know a thing he gets it against the world champions and, and what a amazing uh, performance by him and, and it was good for Connor because I thought he was he was really good for uh, how long he played 30 minutes and yeah. uh, good at that he had to come off an injury on his 100 cap it's cruel but um, he can be he can be unbelievably proud of the, the milestone as well Johnny, like, like from the stands, it looks unbelievably brutal out there in terms of physicality. Is that the highest it goes in Test rugby, or have you been in a place of that? It always is against them, yeah. Um, they test you in, in ways that not many other teams do, like uh, England, France, I think, are the, are the closest, but I think South Africa, are, they're, they're pretty pretty big men across the park, pretty powerful and um, fast. So we stood up to them well at times. Um, the boys just kept fronting up. You know, the pack were, were outstanding, and uh, you know the centres. Um, some of their D was was amazing, and um, yeah, look, we, we gritted it out, um, and that's a very pleasing thing to say after after playing South Africa. You said you didn't maybe play your best rugby. Where do you think it could be even better? Well, like the, just some of the execution on the on the, you know they they rush, they pressure you when you got the ball, and. Um, about staying calm and getting the ball into the space and a uh, couple of passes didn't go to hand um, things like that uh, where we can be better and, uh, but you know I think uh, we stressed them um, and not many teams do against them because like I said they're very tough to play against Andy you got two tries but outside of that there weren't too many clear cut opportunities how, how pleased were you that with those two big opportunities you made both of them count? Yeah, we, we we took our opportunities uh, well, but we'll review that back. Uh, there's no doubt on Monday, and and we'll be disappointed um, that we uh, we didn't create a few more. But that's the nature of a hell of a test match, isn't it? You know, there's a, a brutal battle. That's just so much pressure coming from both sides. But we need to be better in that space, and we'll learn from that. And kind of then just with Finley Beelham as well. Obviously, it was huge for him. Fourteen minutes, like there was a lot of pressure on him with tight coming off at half time and wins a scrum penalty inside the first couple of minutes and just went from there. Yeah, well, Tiger was awesome. The time he was on, Andrew Porter was like immense, like you know, um, Dan Sheehan as well. Like, um, but Finlay coming on, he's he's growing in confidence every single time he takes the field at international uh, international level. Um, I thought his scrum was excellent. He was he was dynamic, nice, nice and low, and never looked like uh, never looked like budging. So we're delighted for him. He's uh, he's grown in confidence week by week. And what was the story of and Stuart Do you think he was a? Stuart was a he was a funny one. He felt he, he fell um, awkwardly on the floor, and his 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 arm. Um, twisted in a way and they thought something serious had happened but it doesn't look as serious at this moment in time um, there's there's a bit of feeling that's coming back into into his ha arm and hand so we'll see how that progresses um, we don't quite know uh, and Ty Tagburn Furlong just jarred his ankle he doesn't seem to be too serious and, and Connor um, he felt his groin uh, when he when he made that break how did you think Stuart played? I think he was doing really well. Like I think he was, he was being himself. He's, he was, he was strong. He was getting us over the game line. Uh, he was calm because his character is that, is that way as well. He was, he was having a great game up until, until that point.
And Johnny, just for you as captain, when you see these type of players going off injured, like Connor Murray, Stuart McCluskey, type for on big names, but the bench is coming on and they're slotting right in there. That's what you want, yeah. And uh, you know, going to you know into Six Nations World Cup, you need. 35 the way the, the game is it's attritional it's you know you're going to need 30 40 players to be at you know really competing and uh, you can't have any weaknesses in your squad and, and we're building we're building that and uh, you know the guys that came in today were did a great job like you said the seamless and uh, that's what you want and that comes from good prep during the week making sure you know guys are on top of their detail and they're they're ready to you know, go and some of them have to cover multiple positions. Like you know, Jimmy could have come on anywhere today, and and he had to be nailed on in all of them. So uh, credit to them. This might be a hard question, but where does this current Ireland team rank in the teams they played on? Like just looking at the bench coming on, like it just looks like there's so much strength and depth, and obviously you have the 18 two that are looking to compete for places. We're building well, uh, but we we have to win. You have to win trophies. Um, we'd. Uh, Triple Crown, obviously very pleasing last year, but you know if you're talking about championships, Six Nations, uh, Grand Slams, World Cups, we've done nothing really. Um, so you can't compare it to teams that have teams that have won before. That's the that's the key to to being a good team is is winning trophies, and we we haven't done done it yet, and but we're building hopefully towards that.